This episode of One Hit Thunder is brought to you by DistroKid. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. After over a decade of fronting the Canadian band Red Rider, the 90s kicked off with Tom Cochran breaking away from his band and starting his solo career with the biggest song he'd ever write. Life as a Highway became a top 10 hit in the States, and while Tom experienced a huge career in Canada throughout the 90s, garnering seven Juno Awards, in the United States he is only remembered for the earworm that kick-started his solo career. This week, I'm joined by my friend and former podcast partner Mike Sabosley to decide if Tom Cochran's catalog deserves to ride all night long, or if this highway should be permanently closed. So, Mike, you picked Tom Cochran. I did. I picked Tom Cochran, Life is a Highway. I didn't know it was going to entail that we had to listen to his whole catalog. Right. Um, And once I found that out, it was too late. And I've regretted picking Tom Cochran um, for a while. But I did kind of start to... not fall in love, but I, I, some of his songs grew on me. You, you seem like I, I'm very surprised knowing you and knowing your musical taste that you wouldn't have just kind of gotten into Tom Cochran by the end of this. I feel like you're kind of dressed like Tom Cochran today. It seems like it seems like something a Canadian rock star would wear. You got You got a flannel on. Dressed real uh, plumbery. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, life is a highway. It got a resurgence or whatever. I guess I liked that song when it was out. Do we know when that song the came out? Summer of '91. Wow, really? Yeah, I was surprised it's that early. So, summer of '91. That was like the time of, I think of 1991. That's a vanilla. So vanilla ice, basically. That's like Belle Biv DeVoe, Vanilla Ice time. Life as a Highway came out. Well, that he was competing with like Boys to Men, End of the Road, um, Color Me Bad. Right said Fred, I'm too sexy. Wow. You had Guns N' Roses, Mariah Carey, Michael Jackson. Those are the, the three people that actually surround him in the billboard charts. Wow. I didn't even I didn't even know any of that. But uh yeah, so I put the playlist on of Tom Cochran songs and it was kind of like background music at a department store or something. Yeah, re- restaurant rock. Kind of like a lunch. Yeah, during lunch maybe. For yeah, light lunch, it, it does kind kind of seem that way. Um, when was this? Um, you said there was a resurgence. When w- I missed that. Well, oh, because somebody covered "Life Is a Highway" recently. Oh, okay, yeah, and it's Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats. Okay, yeah. So it got a little bit of a resurgence, and it's also been in commercials and stuff. But yeah, I mean, the guys, 
supposedly a superstar in Canada. He's worth $10 million. Wow. And I want to know how much of that is because of Life is a Highway. Well, it has to be. Like, all of it? Well, if he's this Canadian star, I mean, I guess he had the follow-up single hit number seven on the U.S. rock charts, uh, No Regrets. Uh, I don't I, I don't remember that song ever existing. And I did nothing. I mean, back then, you had one option. It was the radio, and you had, like, three stations so you knew every like my mom knows this song like your family listened to the same songs. Right. I don't remember no regrets. Yeah, I I don't either. Um, it's a terror. It's a terrible song, by the way, too. Oh, you do actually do know no regrets. I I don't. <laughs> I mean, I know it because I it was an assignment. I listened to it. Right. You know, you you chose this. I I don't. Do you agree that life is a highway? <laughs> I I do agree. Do, do and you, actually, when you Google life as a highway, one of the things that will pop up is a question, you know how there's like the five questions and one of them is what does the song Life is a Highway mean? As if it's that deep or that <laughs> hard to understand. It's, I want to ride it all night long. Yeah, I, I actually I pulled up the lyrics and it's life's like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone. Uh, that It's not really that deep at all. That That is basically like, yeah, no shit, Tom Cochran. Life is a road. I mean, and you, that that metaphor is not that good. Yeah. No, and he was inspired to write it when he he was in Africa helping feed hungry um, children. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how that inspired him, but that is what that's the story. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> it makes me feel really bad for thinking that. I honestly thought this, but then when I started doing research on Tom, Tom Cochran, this is a terrible thing to think. But I thought there was some sort of like creepy controversy that had to do with Tom Cochran, and I was way off. I didn't see anything. I saw that he he did a benefit concert uh, for the the you know the humble. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So or he did something to benefit that. No, and he raise has a, money. He has a song that in parentheses it says like for humble. So he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, he definitely did not do anything. What did he, you think he did? I thought he had like a Gary Glitter type situation oh, okay. or whatever, but he really didn't. He's just like a good dude that, from Canada that wrote a, a a song that everybody knows from the nineties. That do do you think if say Bruce Springsteen sings that song, is it like a cult classic and it's no longer like a cheesy kind of song? Yeah, I don't know. Would that I, be like his Thunder Road? <laughs> I I don't. I don't really know. I haven't thought about that too much. But I, I think Tom Cochran's big problem was his name. It's hard to get past his name. Like when I remembered what he looked like, I just remembered him looking like a normal dude, like a guy that would be friends with my dad, right? Kind of thing. Like he didn't have the looks. He didn't have the name. He couldn't write a chorus to save his life, other than "Life Is a Highway." Yeah, yeah. That life is. I mean, that was. A gigantic hit. Uh, so, do you, when you think back when that song came out, do you personally have any memories of that that song? I can remember it was summer. I can remember being outside. That song was on outside a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can remember my buddies' pool. They were always playing that song. Everyone knew that song. Right. I mean, I wasn't a real cool kid. Maybe that's why I was so into it. I don't know. It seems like knowing you for a long time that that would have 
a Tom Cochran CD would have been in your collection that maybe you got from Columbia House or something. I was like actually that. shocked. I'd never owned a Tom Cochran CD, and if I didn't own it, I really don't. I don't know who else would have. Well, yeah, I know you really. You I've had never it. even seen a Tom Cochran cassette CD album. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, you. So you picked Tom Cochran, which wasn't. I mean, they're they're actually from some other guests, some actually worst picks. It actually, surprisingly, was not the worst pick. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a little rough for me. It's just not all the songs sounded the same to me. They were all mid-tempo, 90s rock that included acoustic guitar, but not necessarily, but not really, like, folk music. It was very, I don't even know what style, but, but apparently it's, it is very popular in Canada. He was the lead singer of Red Rider. Yeah, that's I had no idea. And Red Rider, which is also a terrible name, but they sing Lunatic Fringe. So he Tom Cochran had two one-hit wonders. Oh, I don't know Lunatic Fringe. Do <laughs> should I know it? Yeah, you would 100%. Um, but yeah, he, Red Rider started in 1978, so the dude has been around and he's still at it. Uh, it's it's great that he's still at it. And it's also great that uh, that he doesn't actually he that he's not actually a pervert. <laughs> like, like I I for some reason thought he was, and I was misinformed. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that was a that, no, there's like zero controversy in his on the internet about him. He like he likes to golf. He's <laughs> amateur pilot <laughs> yeah and that's it right okay well but uh, is there anyone else that you can think of that has two one-hit wonders that had oh. such minimal success in a, a band and also as a solo artist uh no uh, no no so you needed to have a one hit with your band and then one solo hit yeah like um like mike and the mechanics have a hit and that dude was in genesis but right. genesis has way more than one hit true you know henley had a solo hit but all but with the eagles they had well don henley hits. had more than one solo hit uh, really what, what are you considering only boys of summer as the only don henley hit if he wasn't in the eagles that would have been the only hit i think what about end of the innocence i i don't even think that would ever made the radio it's a good song what about dirty but... laundry I forgot about maybe I, I forgot was, about Dirty Laundry. Maybe I, I was, thought that was an Eagle song. Maybe I was thinking about Don Henley when I was thinking of creeps. Oh, is he a creep? Oh, you didn't know Don Henley was a creep? I knew he was a jerk, but I Oh, I only found out about Don Henley's creepiness. Don Henley, I don't know what that's what the song Dirty Laundry is about. So not only not only is Don Henley a creep, but he wrote a song about it. Like like I guess def- I don't know what the words to "dirty laundry" are, but I guess he's defending himself. But not sure what the year was, but he was found with two. I think he was naked with two naked teenage girls, like on coke or something like that. But yeah, it must have been Don Henley, Tom Cochran, not doing that kind of. Are thing. Are you sure it was Don Henley before you uh, smear his name? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna put Don. Henley controversy, and we're going to find out. Uh, I know we're, we're really steering out of what we're supposed to be talking about right now, but Don Henley, um, okay, 
<laughs> Here's an article. The sexual predators everyone still worships. <laughs> He's def- that's definitely the first thing that comes up. But uh, I think if Tom Cochran could have made that list, he wouldn't have minded. Okay, so there's Ted Nugent. That's obvious. Um, let me see. I'm trying to pull up the, the Don Henley thing. But, yeah, um, you know, it sucks because I like Don Henley's music, um, personal life. Let's see. Oh, here we go. This is from his Wikipedia. Henley called his home, called paramedics to his home on November 21st, 1980, where a 16-year-old girl was found naked and claiming she had overdosed on quaaludes and cocaine. She was arrested for prostitution, while a 15-year-old girl found in the house was arrested for being under the influence of drugs. He was subsequently charged for contributing to the delinquency of a minor, fined, and put on probation. Henley was arrested and pleaded no contest. He was fined $2,500 and put on two years probation. Um, somebody that was at, was at, wait, was in a relationship with Henley at the time of the incident later said, I was shocked to hear about it. He didn't have drugs around the house. It was an accident. I'm sure the, the media attention for this incident was primary among the inspirations for the solo hit dirty laundry. Um, I think they, he says, kick them when they're up, kick them when they're down in that song. So that was the point where he was down, I guess. I he was know. down. Yeah. We kind of got off the topic here that, that Tom Cochran does not have anything like that in his past. Tom Co- Cochran is a stand-up dude. Wrote Life is a Highway supposedly when he was on a trip helping people in Africa. Uh, that's great. That's wonderful. I, I You would have thought that he would have wrote a little bit deeper of, of a song. But, or, yeah, something more sad maybe, not as upbeat and happy. Um, let me see. I'm, 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 I had the lyrics pulled up to Life is a Highway so we could – kind of break them down a little bit. We could see if we could, we can understand what this song means. Maybe there is a, a deeper meaning to it. Here it is. Life is a highway lyric. So life, life's like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone. Sometimes you bend. Sometimes you stand. Sometimes you turn your back to the wind. There's a world outside every darkened door where blues won't haunt you anymore. What do you think a darkened door is? It sounds really scary. Yeah, but I, I don't know what that is either. Where the brave are free and the lovers soar, come ride with me to the distant shore. We won't hesitate. Hesitate. Break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today. It sounds to me like he just rhymed some words. If one of your bandmates brought those lyrics to practice, wow, would you? I mean, if Steve brought the lyrics, "Where the brave are free and lovers soar, come ride with me to the distant shore," what would I think about that? You guys would have never even recorded "Life Is a Highway." <laughs> Maybe not. I, I kind of feel like that chorus, and this sucks because I would love to have one hit. Having one hit would be awesome. You'd have ten million bucks, right? Um, but the fact of the matter is that we, we might write this song joking around, but not actually make it a song. Let's look this, The second verse is through all these cities and all these towns, it's in my blood and it's all around. I love you now. Like I loved you then. This is the road. And these are the hands from Mozambique to those Memphis nights, the Kyber pass to Vancouver's lights. Knock me down, get back up again. You're in my blood. I'm not a lonely man. 
There's no load I can't hold. Road so rough, this I know. I'll be there when the light comes in. Tell them we're survivors. Yeah, I don't know. Like He ended it strong. Tell them we're survivors. I think that's a good line to end it with. Yeah, I guess that that is. Once again, I'm not really talking shit on Tom Cochran. He seems like a good dude. Um, but these uh, these de- lyrics definitely don't resonate with me too much. Did they when you were a little tiny, Chris? Hmm. I kind of feel like maybe I did like this song, but definitely didn't own it in any way, shape, or form. But uh, you, you, I don't know. The, the other, only other lyrics are, there's a, uh, the bridge. There was a distance between you and I, a misunderstanding once, but now we look it in the eye. Seems like he's kind of all over the place. Like, what is this song about? There's a distance between him and who? I mean, is this a love song? I always took it as, yeah, it was kind of a love song. And Really? I thought it was more of like a life song, like the ups and downs of life. But then it seems like he kind of drifts into a love song. I, As I look at the lyrics, I kind of think this song sucks. <laughs> I, I kind of... I kind of don't think that I think it's all over the place. It seems like a lot of words that just rhyme without a lot of thought into uh, some sort of meaning or or something. But you 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 found a Tom Cochran song you liked a lot, right? I, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> a lot. It's called uh, Boy Inside the Man. Right. Which is a really weird chorus to sing by yourself if you're just <laughs> hanging out having a few beers. But it's a good a good song. You got to listen to the live version because the crowd knows all the words. Right. It's all like, they kind of trick you into thinking like, Oh, he had another hit. Like all these people know the words and he sings it real uh, passionately. And you're like, yeah, the boy inside the man, which I don't know what that, right. What it means. It's, I wish he, it's a good, like melody, the chorus again, like I wish it was something different. I just, we had passion, we had dreams Thought the love we we're fighting for Something holy, something more Hey there, One Hit Thunder listeners. Are you ready to take your music to the next level? Well, get ready to rock because this episode is brought to you by DistroKid, the ultimate digital music distribution service for artists like you. With DistroKid, you can easily upload your songs or albums to online stores and streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube Music, reaching fans all around the globe. But that's just the beginning. DistroKid offers a ton of awesome features like HyperFollow, which helps you promote your releases and get pre-saves on your songs all for free. But wait, there's more. The DistroKid app is now available on iOS and Android. With the app, you can manage your releases, track your streaming stats, and even withdraw your earnings all from the palm of your hand. And for those looking to perfect their sound, check out Mixia. This powerful tool allows you to put the finishing touches on your tracks in minutes, ensuring they sound polished and professional every time. 
But that's not all. DistroKid has just launched a brand new feature called Instant Share, allowing you to easily share large files securely with collaborators, producers, and more. With Instant Share, you can keep your music streaming at the highest quality while making the best impression possible. So what are you waiting for? Elevate your music career today with DistroKid and unlock a world of possibilities. Possibilities that I know all about because I've been using DistroKid for years. It's seriously great. If you haven't used it before, you're going to love it. And One Hit Thunder listeners get an exclusive offer, 30% off your first year with DistroKid by signing up at distrokid.com slash VIP slash One Hit Thunder. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash One Hit Thunder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. Um, the the thing that I guess we we're trying to figure out with this podcast is is so we have one hit wonders out there. You know they're considered one hit. I, I mean I guess Tom Cochran's huge in Canada, so maybe in Canada he's not a one hit wonder. Here he is. Life is a highway is his hit. Um, but we try to figure out like okay, was it a one hit? You know, did they bring the one hit thunder or? Was it a one-hit blunder? Uh, did this dude deserve to have a hit, or should he have never had a hit? Uh, I think he deserves it. I mean, like those names, Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey, Boys to Men, he hung with them. He was on MTV like 10 times a day that summer. Right. I mean, you know what? I want to pull up a picture of Tom Cochran. He he actually looks like a, kind of like a young James Spader. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't remember him looking good, as a, when I was a young boy, at least. I'm, a, I'm gonna, okay. I'm a, if I type Tom Cochran, "Life Is a Highway," music video, I want to see what he looked like because I do remember. Was there a scorpion in the music video? I feel like there, there was. Had, there had. To I feel like there was a scorpion walking across the road. He was like in the desert, and he was always like crunched over while he was singing. Like um, he had a bad back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, there he is. He had a leather jacket on. He was in the desert. Yeah, there was definitely a scorpion in this video. Yeah, he was hunched over. He played a telly. That's cool. At the same time, he was out. Brian Adams was putting out all yeah, his. Yeah, he's a very he's so, a poor man's Brian Adams for sure. Brian Adams was better looking, wrote way better songs, way better name. Right. Both single dudes from Canada. but Yeah, I'm sure that there were a lot of people who thought that Tom, that Life is a Highway was a Brian Adams song. I'm sure that... It should have been. <laughs> that that there was... Oh, I think I read something about how he, in the, in the age of... I think it was him, in the age of streaming, that, like, this song was was came up as a Tom Petty song. Like, it would come up, like, on Napster and stuff as Life is a Highway by Tom Petty. Not that I think he sounds like Tom Petty, but to an idiot who doesn't know anything i imagine like okay yeah that's tom petty right i mean i don't know yeah that petty i mean petty just wrote way better songs and <laughs> tom cochran only wrote one uh, <laughs> um what else about tom cochran but i think if we remarketed him 
he needs a new name, a new look. I mean, why is Tom Cochran so bad? Why is that so much worse than Brian Adams? What's better about the name Brian Adams? Uh, Tom Cochran just, I mean, he just sounds like a dude that you used to go to high school with that you, you kind of knew. Like, he was nice, but you never really hung out with him. Right. I was never, I, I, He's not a star. I can't get into the dudes with just normal names who wear normal clothes and have very nor- normal songs. I, I, I was never feel, feeling it, you know? Who else fits that? I mean, Brian Adams kind of fits that mm-hmm. that category, but I guess Brian Adams did have some good songs. I guess uh, who else is like Brian Adams from that? Oh, what's the? How about Richard Marks? Oh, good call. He had he had a couple hits though. Yeah, I mean he had a whole album where everyone was just a hit. Yeah, definitely not a one hit wonder. He's pretty good on Twitter. Richard Marks is. Uh huh. Yeah. Is Tom Cochran on Twitter? That's a great question. I'm sure he's real boring if he is. Uh, we got to find out. We're finding out right now if Tom Cochran's on Twitter and what his last tweet was. Uh, wait, is Cochran spelled with an E? Yeah, C O C H. There are some Tom Cochran. This is him, right? That's him. That's him. Okay, so he does. It's Tom Cochran M U S is his thing. His info is. I can see it on the road ahead, running hard. I'm here, but I could be there instead. Human Race, Neruda album. <laughs> that literally seems like that would be a line to Life is a Highway. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it on the road ahead, running hard. I'm here, but I could be there instead. Okay, so his last tweet was five days ago. It's a picture of a guy, like a serviceman, a black and white picture. And he said, this is Tuck. He fought hard. He fought Hard against fascism, brothers died. They fought hard to preserve our freedom from dictators who would divide us through racism, hatred, division. Poppies grow between crosses of men. Boys, just like Tuck, honor them. It's it's a nice message. It's very poor <laughs> poor grammar, um, and, but I like the message. I think I think Tom Cochran's on the right side He's of history. He's a good dude. Yeah, I feel bad saying anything bad about Tom Cochran. He, he's he's truly a Canadian icon and he wants to do the right thing and he looks at life as being a highway and I don't think there's really anything wrong with that. Did you find any other songs that you liked or didn't oh, hate? Oh, no. No, no not at all. Not uh, even the um, the title track, Mad Mad World? No, and I was waiting for it to be Mad I was wait- I was like, wow, did he cover Mad World too? But no. No. Mad Mad World was actually I think the worst song of the of the bunch and he named the album after that. What's uh, the, is the other song Mad World? Is that the Yeah, the, the good one. Yeah, Mad World, which was a oh, who was original Mad World? Oh, Mad World's originally a Tears for Fears song? Yeah. Wow. I love Tears for Fears and I just assumed that they covered it. Wow. Okay. That's crazy because, I, I mean, everyone knows the, the Gary Jules version. Is that the guy's name? Gary Jules, the, the Donnie Darko version. But, wow, Tears for Fears. Nice. I, I just assumed they were covering it too. Yeah, I assumed the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, Tears for Fears are beasts. Yeah, they are. Absolute beasts. Just that one album. The songs from the big chair. Uh, the one that had Everyone Wants to yeah, the World. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, shout yeah of course and head over heels yeah uh i was kind of nervous coming into this because i was like 
how are we going to talk about this song for any more than three minutes? Yeah, Tom Cochran, as boring of <laughs> as boring as it is, it's that he's also just like a, a boring dude. You can't really say you can't really say too much about Tom Cochran. But this was your pick. It was your choice to pick Tom Cochran. Yeah. Now all week I had to keep saying, "Hey Alexa, play Tom Cochran." <laughs> those those are hard words to say. <laughs> and I even at one point was texting my girlfriend like, "Hey, you got you got to listen to Boy Inside the Man," <laughs> which was kind of like, "Oh no, what what happened?" So if you listen to him long enough, you kind of get like Stockholm syndrome where you're like. You start to like him a little bit, but it kind of you feel bad for him because he's so nice. Just a normal dude. Yeah. Like if your neighbor's son brought over like his demo tape, you're not going to talk shit Tom, on it. Tom, Tom Cochran is the your neighbor's son of One Hit Wonders. You'd be like, yeah, he, you're, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I guess, I guess he's good. Tom, do you think at some point, first of all, do you think this is the first podcast that's ever been made about exclusively about Tom Cochran this episode? I hope so. And if you're Tom Cochran and you're obviously accessible on Twitter, you have, let me see how many followers Tom Cochran has on Twitter. He has 13,000 followers on Twitter, which is not, <laughs> it's not really that many. <laughs> no, like, for a like guy my who, uncle has that many. So there's a pretty good chance that Tom Cochran could be listening to this, which makes me want to say, if you had to say something to Tom Cochran right now, if Tom Cochran was listening to this podcast, what would you say to him? I would thank him for just being himself and in the summer of 91 showing me that it's okay to just be yourself. You don't have to right. You know, try to be anything other than that. And that really you know, changed my life. Uh, I mean... I guess that is a good point about Tom Cochran is Tom Cochran made a music video in the desert, basically dressed. He may have had a um, Baja jacket or something, but basically dressed normal, went in the desert, made this little music video, wrote this song, rhymed some words, and then used that fame to do some good. He, you know, obviously does things for charity and... Then his song, he's probably made mad royalties off Rascal Flatts covering his song. So it's good to know that if you write a pretty run-of-the-mill hit, you could do some good with that. So that's what I'd like. To, I'd like to thank Tom Cochran for really taking what he had and, and doing some good with it, but not really writing that great of music. <laughs> Not and not really pushing, not really pushing the boundaries. Really, really just doing exactly what it took to be successful. Not taking any musical risks whatsoever. Really writing pretty average music, but just he's just, he's listening. Just <laughs> just rolling with. I mean, I'm not gonna praise. I'm not gonna praise his music. I, I'm not gonna do that. He he really did not. When I read the lyrics to Life is a Highway, I, I I am not impressed at all. And he really didn't capitalize whatsoever like, <laughs> on that hit or that fame. D didn't follow up. Didn't, yeah, didn't really. But apparently if you're from Canada, he's like the, he's the shit. He's the shit if you're from Canada. But we had I, to. That's really, that's speculation, right? 
But we had, but think about this. We had a lot of music, especially at that very soon after that, you know, we had Nirvana. We had, we had, uh, we had people that were pushing the boundaries. We had nine inch nails. We had like music that was going like really pushing the envelope of like creativity and where music could go. Like think about so much stuff in the nineties that was so important. And so, and, and really like, I mean, when Bjork and Radiohead exist, I can't get on a podcast and, and praise Tom Cochran. I, I, I really can't do that. It's just, it's impossible for me to do that, but I can praise him for being a good dude and for not, being <laughs> for not being a sexual predator, which I thought that maybe he was, but I was just <laughs> mis misinformed. So if Tom Carkin, if you're listening, thanks for not being a creep, despite the fact that somehow I thought that you had some sort of controversy. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's all I can really say about Tom Cochran is that he did it. He's doing it. And he's apparently on the right side of history as far as like, you know, <laughs> being against he was against hunger yeah 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 did some charity work for the 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 humboldt bus crash of the hockey team in canada that's great that's awesome i'm glad he did that that's about as much as i can say about tom cochran otherwise you know but put that song on at your next party and everyone will know it and everyone will remember that, that so you were at my last party and you know we listened to music very loud and we dance. Uh, if I would have put life as a highway on, what do you think would have happened? I think everyone sings it really loud. And it, that would have been the pinnacle point of the party. It would have been a way better party. Do you really think? I feel like it would. I'm trying to think. What What did we get really? What came on and we just went like, oh, yeah. like The postal service. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really only me and you. No, I feel like there were a few other people. Emily was feeling it. We had like, uh, well, I'm, I like to put those songs on just as like everybody is like, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, Postal Service came on and we, we got real into that. But I don't know. I feel like Life is a Highway probably would have killed the party. Wow. Sorry, Tom. Or I could be way wrong. I could be way off and, and maybe it would have been like, oh yeah, it's Life. But I'd... We have to have a party now. And we can't life... tell anybody that that's the only reason we're having it and then play that song. Hmm. I think. I mean, it, people have to be over thirty-three. Yeah, to know this song. I yeah. don't know. It's it's been playing in grocery stores and just in general, like in life, since it came out. They sing it on the office. I know Michael Scott. They were like going to uh, out for some sales, and there's like a one minute thing of them all singing it in the car. Really, with the uh, Nard Dog. Oh, I love this song. Uh, I like I like how in the office there are songs. I love how they used closing time. Uh, do you remember how they the, the mm -hmm. close? Uh, it was after Michael left, but Andy Bernard every day 
when it was time to close up, would play closing time, and people were so annoyed by it, except Stanley, who just got up and joined in singing along because that meant he got to leave work. I don't remember the, the Life is a Highway part, but... If Michael Scott's singing your song, that's... You, you yeah, made it. Yeah, true, true. I remember I was jealous that in one of the later seasons when uh, they used the fun song. I don't know, man. This is cool. This is. Would you ever cover Life is a Highway? No, no. I, I do. Th- I do think it's a. It is. It is what I would refer to as fluff. It yeah. is a total like there is no. Th- this song has no substance. It is pure like a chorus that just happens to be non-offensive and and like yeah on in your aunt's car when you're a kid or something it's it's it also kind of walks a line of like country fans could like it kinda you know it's it's like it's not that it's country but it's like enough in that world that I wouldn't be surprised if a which exactly makes sense that Rascal Flats covered it. Yeah, it's it's enough. It walks that line enough, which that with rare exceptions, once something starts walking that line, I tend to not like it. But maybe that's why I don't like it. I think I don't like it because it's just I you know I feel like in this podcast I'm gonna find songs that are like, oh, I never looked at that song that way. Those are actually pretty deep lyrics. That's actually pretty good and this song is not that i feel like you really turned on this song as as we've talked about it yeah it's just it's not i don't think it's a good song and i hate to be critical i'm i i'm obviously a dude that writes music but the song is not good i would i would say (laughs) i would say that it's catchy i give it that like that's a that's a big chorus but you're more of a boy inside the man guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're more of a boy inside the man guy uh maybe i thought that maybe i had this preconceived notion about tom cochran because someone had told me that song title before so i just assumed that he was some sort of uh weirdo but yeah. he uh, he sings another song about a boy and it's all about how my boy's gonna be in the big leagues my boy's gonna be in the big leagues and it's a really that's the song he actually sang um, dedicated to humble So he does have multiple songs about boys. Hmm. I wonder if he has any boys. Nobody knows. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make fun of the, the, the song that was for a benefit of a good cause. I mean, but, they, he wrote that like years ago uh, and he just like threw it candle out. In like, the hey, wi- candle in the yep, wind style. Yep. Okay. He's no dummy. Yeah. Um but giving them new material. Right. But uh it, that the song, I don't know what it's about, but it kind of sounds like a a little bit of a ripoff of Put Me in Coach, right? Yeah. You like Fogarty? I love Fogarty. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Cochran's like a poor man's Fogarty. <laughs> Like really poor, like really poor. Cochran's like a poor man's Fogarty impersonator. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Cochran. Um, So 
I mean, not that, not that I necessarily, I, I could talk about Tom Cochran forever, I'm sure. But would you, I, I know I would say that if it comes down to, is it one hit thunder or one hit blunder? I'm going to go with. Is this a real. Um... Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> This blund blunder or thunder? Is this a real uh, thing? Yes. This is in every episode. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with blunder on life as a highway. I think life. I think here. Here's what I think is if I was, I'm gonna try to think of a band from in who was a band in 1991, and then Tom Cochran's Life as a Highway, and I was someone that was working hard, pushing the boundaries, making great music, and Tom Cochran Life as a Highway came out, and this guy got rich because of that and I'd be really mad I'm gonna think like if right now if I was you know playing in my band and then Tom Cocker and Life is a Highway got huge and I couldn't make enough money to even eat uh, off of my music then yeah I would say this song is horrendous I'm actually starting to turn a corner on Tom Cochran right now and saying that from a songwriter and band's point of view that like this is as bad as it gets okay but now say you're listening to the radio in your aunt's car okay and um sir mix a lot baby got back comes on okay then i'm too sexy by right said okay all right this is actually good perspective a color me bad song it's like nothing but one hit wonders in 1991 yeah the early 90s had some bad I guess. Like, I guess like maybe the there is was a big like. Oh boy, we had some bad songs then. Wow. Okay. So take that into perspective. I mean, also like I said, this was Vanilla Ice time. Mm-hmm. The the so yeah. I mean, the fact that the song was a rock, eh, kind of a rock. One song. of the last big rock songs. <laughs> and and it had it actually had guitars and drums in it. I'm starting to like. I'm that's actually interesting, man. Now I'm starting to turn a corner and be like, okay, maybe I would have, maybe this was like a breath of fresh air after like what was actually after I'm too sexy came on the radio. Yeah. Rico Suave. Oh, Rico Suave was out. At th- Aren't yeah. You glad I didn't pick that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I'm starting to come back. Tom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. He's, he's shut it off by now. Yeah. Tom's going to hate said me. All that. Tom, Tom's really going to hate me. But I'm just trying to look at it like the chorus is catchy. It is a catchy chorus. It's just the lyrics are bullshit. The lyrics are fluff. Like there's no. He wrote it. It's a song for everybody. Grandmas, babies. It's a song that those lyrics could be written in one pass. One, like there was no. And I'm not against that. I actually kind of think that like whatever your gut instinct, whatever the first thing you think a lot of times is what's best, but this metaphor of life being a highway is not that good of a metaphor, really. It's like a really, it doesn't make me go like, oh, you know what? He's right. Life really is a highway. I, I don't think that's that good of a metaphor. It was catchy, though. I guess that's all there is to it. Nah, I think it's a, I'm going to say it's a, a one hit thunder. Wow, so we're we're disagreeing. I, I'm still go. I'm still. Uh, man, it's a it's a fun song. It's almost like there should be a third category where it is just one hit wonder, 
if I think this, wonder why. But I guess I know why. It was a little bit of a response to the actual wave that was about to come that was grunge music or whatever. Is this song... I mean, grunge really took things to a dark place, and this song definitely did not take it. And grunge may have been an instantaneous reaction to life is a highway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm, I think it's a blunder. I think for sure. This song is not good. The, this song definitely, <laughs> I, it's, I, it's really like puzzling to me whether this is a good or bad thing. This song, you, you need another word that rhymes with wonder. Um, um that's more middle of the road. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I don't know that it's really only thunder or blunder. I'm going with blunder. It's it's too it's too stupid of a song. It really is, and it, it the fact that it it's a it's like lowest common denominator type song where it's like oh yeah, just repeat that same stupid chorus over and over again. The metaphor is like uh, it's okay. People, it says highway and people might hear it while they're driving on a highway and roll their windows down. If they have no set, if they are a person who like puts no effort into music and just listens to whatever is force fed to them on the radio, the fact that the, the chords of the song are in a major key that makes you, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, this 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 is a blunder. This is a major blunder. I would almost argue that like I'm too sexy or um Rico Suave, at least those were like I don't know any other songs that sound like those. <laughs> at least they were original. Like this is not even this is not even original. This is a this is a total blunder, man. Well, I want to be around people that like like life as a highway. I think those people <laughs> have way more fun in life than the uh, people that are kind of snobbish about it. <laughs> are you referring to me? Maybe. Okay. So you're going with Thunder. So yeah. we got I'll, Hey, I'll, I'll enjoy it. I'll sing it out loud, and I'll be happy. All right. So it's a split decision today. And I so, guess, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess we got to come back and another time and talk more about it. Get, <laughs> no, get no, a unanimous no, verdict. No, please. Please do not make me talk about Tom Cochran more. The, the verdict is Tom Cochran, nice guy, um, cares about the world, does good things with his fame. That's all respectable. But if you're if we're talking simply about the music, it is not good. That that is my verdict, Mike. Your verdict's slightly different. This was all worth doing just to listen to "Boy Inside the Man" and discover that song. So. Okay. And there I trust me, I will ask Alexa to play Tom Cochran again. It's just it's a completely different experience. Gotcha. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for coming on 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 One Hit Thunder. Thanks for having me. Uh yeah, it's been great. Taken away. 
This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Ophios of the band Punchline. The song playing underneath me right now is Friend from the Future off their newest full-length, Lion. Check out that album and many other songs where music is available. And visit their website, punchlion.com, for news, tour dates, and merch. That's punchlion, P-U-N-C-H-L-I-O-N.com. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com, tweeting about us at onehitthunder, visiting our Facebook group, One Hit Thunder, or following our Instagram at onehitthunderpodcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of One Hit Thunder. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.